What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Breaking down the AFC home games. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today. Week 9 begins tonight, and I just... I just don't see how the Texans win if Brandon Cooks doesn't play. I mean, this is just really uh, Let me spoil it for you. Brandon Cooks plays, they lose anyway. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. You're probably right about that. But Brandon Cooks might not play tonight. Oh, no. So you're going to need some backup plans. Welcome to the show. We're going to update you on Jonathan Taylor, on what Dan Campbell said about DeAndre Swift. Uh, not good. Keenan Allen, not good. Uh, all the other injury updates that you need to know. But we've got uh, six games to talk about. And... Yeah, you know, should be a, should be a fun slate. We'll see what Atlanta can do against the Chargers. We'll see what Carolina can do against Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Kansas City, Indianapolis at New England, Buffalo at New York at the New York Jets. I'm just gonna tease something for you here. If you would like to be a worrywart, I'll I'll allow you to be worried about Derrick Henry with a spooky, scary stat on Derrick Henry. Anyway. What's going on, guys? Heath, how we doing today? Thank you for alerting me that the Astros threw a no-hitter. I didn't know that until five minutes ago. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, the pitcher's name was Javier, I believe. Christian Javier. One of them. Yeah, yeah. One of them. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I don't think anybody should be scared of Derrick Henry, though. Okay. I'm just, I, yeah, I'll, I'll try to scare you. I'll see how good I am at scaring you. Uh, I might start two Titans running backs. Oh, okay. Um, all right, Jamie, let's get it started right now with... The players we love. Who's the start of the week? Uh, Justin Fields. Um, expecting him to build off what he's been doing, not necessarily to the same heights. Uh, you know, a 30-point game, I think, is not uh, not realistic to expect, but it'd be fun. Um, you know, the Dolphins' defense has allowed basically an average of 21 points per game to opposing quarterbacks this season. Uh, I think this will be a game where they're chasing points to Bears and we'll get some garbage time production from Fields. But I like the way he's throwing the ball. I certainly love the way that he's running the ball. Three straight games with 60 yards or more on the ground. Uh, two rushing touchdowns over that span. So we'll see with the addition of Chase Claypool how this looks. We'll see how the addition of Bradley Chubb on the other side 
uh, what that does for the Dolphins' defense. But I think uh, as as we've been talking about, certainly Heath has said this time and time again. You know, the stretch run of games for Fields coming up was going to be fun, and it starts this week with Miami at home, back to back road games for the Dolphins as well. Okay, and not uh, bothered, not changing your outlook at all with the Bradley Chubb trade, and now they sign him to the extension. No, you know, I mean, I, I think obviously it makes a little bit more pressure on him, but, you know, it's not like he's a stand in the pocket, you know, I, I make plays like that. You know, I mean, it, it might actually help him because he's chasing him, you know, one direction or the other. Um, and, and, and who knows, you know, I don't know if, if Chubb is walking in and playing, you know, the, the majority of, of the defensive snaps right away. I mean, he's going to play a lot, but, um, you, you know, I, it, it's not enough to sway me. You know, it, it, I, I did drop him a spot or two in the rankings. I think I had him originally like six. So now I have him down to like eight, but still a top 10 guy. Okay, we're going to take a look at that game tomorrow. Heath, who do you love this week? I love Josh Palmer. Um, I'll, I'll really love Josh Palmer, assuming Keenan Allen's ruled out, but it sure doesn't sound like he's going to play. And if, even if he does, I don't think we can expect Keenan Allen to be a full-time player or maybe even finish the game. Palmer's had at least eight targets in three different games this year. He scored at least 13 fantasy points in all three of those games. I He might get double-digit targets in this game. No Mike Williams, probably no Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer to the moon. All right, well, here's another here's another reason to like Josh Palmer. If you think he's going to get seven or more targets, which you obviously do, there have been 15 wide receivers who have had seven or more targets against the Falcons, which is a lot, by the way. 14 of them have scored at least, oh no, scored more than 12 PPR fantasy points. So you want more than 12, but that's basically the floor. 14 out of 15 have scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points when you get seven targets against the Atlanta Falcons. Who are we avoiding this week? You know what, Heath? I think I want to go to you first. Are you ready for that? Who to avoid this oh, week? I, I, it's it's hard to avoid a running back this week, but um, I you you mentioned it. I would like to avoid DeAndre Swift. He's just barely still in my top twenty running backs. I'm going to have Jamal Williams ahead of him in both formats. They gave him five carries, and Dan Campbell said that was probably too many. <laughs> I think probably because he's tweaked something on the last one. He is just not healthy right now. I can't trust him to be healthy. I'm I'm moving Antonio Gibson ahead of him with the J.D. McKissick potential injury and the fact that Gibson is just probably going to touch the ball more than he is. We probably gave Swift one too many carries. We love Swift. Glad he's out there, but he's not back. He's given us what he has, but it's just not... You know, and so maybe give another one of those carries to Jamal. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a shame. It just you don't have a, a healthy, a truly healthy player in in DeAndre Swift. Jamie, who are we benching? It's hard to bench anybody this week that you've been starting, but I, <laughs> like he said, um, I would try to stay away from Tom Brady if you can. I mean, obviously it's been a, a rough season for him. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty alarming. Like when you look at his box score, his his game log. And you see only one game with multiple touchdowns on the season. You know, that's that's very frustrating for the amount of times that he's throwing the ball. And so while the Rams defense is not the same Rams defense, I just don't know if Tom Brady is the same Tom Brady at this point. So um, Fields over him, uh, Geno over him. I don't know if that's a surprise anymore. Uh, Tua easy. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I'd start over him. And I'd start Trevor Lawrence over him this week too. I just don't think it's a, it's a very high ceiling play for Tom Brady at this point. That's pretty interesting, and that game's not on our slate today. NFC home game, Rams at Bucks, 425 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. But, you know, Heath, I know that you look at the touchdowns, and we talked about it yesterday, as by low as Chris Godwin and Tom Brady. Dave said Tom Brady. You said Chris Godwin. And I, you think the touchdown rate has to come up. Um, you know, meanwhile— I would agree, but not this week. 
Okay. And then when I when I'll ask you both, you know, Geno Smith versus Tom Brady, I remember not loving Geno Smith going up against the Cardinals a few weeks ago, you know, because of the Cardinals style of defense, and he didn't have a good game. So, you know, uh Heath, you want you want to talk about Brady just so we can get your opinion on him before we break down that game tomorrow. <clears throat> It, I do think that there's touchdown regression coming. I don't know for sure if it's going to happen this week or not, but as long as he keeps throwing the ball 40 times a game, I, I at some point he's going to have multiple touchdown passes. At some point he's probably going to have three of them. Um, he's a borderline top 12 guy. You can see we've all got him here between 11th and 13th. Sports line is the lowest at 14th. Um, I'm probably not making a move if I missed out on Justin Fields to sit him. I, I would not start Trevor Lawrence over him. So that's the maybe the one where it might be a little too far for me, but it's just like with this, it's just like the guys that don't have any touchdowns yet. Deontay Johnson and Chris Godwin, like we know they're going to catch multiple touchdown passes over the course of the rest of the season. You don't know that it's going to start this week. Well, we know that it's not for Johnson. <laughs> True. The thing about it, you know, for, for Brady that makes me a little bit more concerned is he hates pressure up the middle. Who's coming right at him, <laughs> you know, with that offensive line. Yeah. Uh, he played this team in the playoffs, uh, you know, Similar style, uh, clearly. I don't. They, they haven't changed very much. Uh, he threw for three seventy one and one. Had a fumble in the game, you know. So fifteen fantasy points in, in the playoff loss against the Rams. Um, he threw for three hundred and seventy yards. That's good though. Uh, it's great. Yeah. But when you throw the ball fifty plus times, you expect to be in that range, right? Well, yeah, um, that's what he's doing. And he, yeah. and he did that without Goblin, to be fair. Um, right, right. I, I I just think that there's. There's enough of a sample size, and, and and give the Rams defense credit. You know, we 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 sit here and we, you know, talk about how bad the Rams' offense has been. They gave up 36 fantasy points to Josh Allen in Week One. Their average against is 15 points in the last seven games, so they they've been pretty good against opposing quarterbacks. All right, and Garoppolo, Garoppolo did get 22 against them. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting game. You know, you would expect Rams Bucks. Maybe you'd expect a shootout in years past. I don't know what I don't know what kind of game it's going to be. Um, all right, I don't think you expect any shootouts with the Rams anymore. No, I, well, the total is only forty-two and a half, <laughs> so Vegas not expecting a shootout in that game. Okay, anyway, uh, check out the CBS Sports app. All right, if you're betting, for example, you got your best bets in, and it's time to follow the action. The best way to do that is on the CBS Sports app. You get lightning fast live scoring for every pro and college football game and all the major sports, of course. You can track your favorite teams or just individual games you have an interest in with the click of a button. And if I, you know, if, you, if I had turned on my notifications, I would have known that the Astros threw a no hitter last night, but. I don't really like notifications, but that's just me. It's the it's you know it's a way that you can get breaking news alerts. So you know, like Astros throwing a hitter. Uh, you can watch live sports. You can stay on top of all the latest updates, and it's totally free whether you have an iPhone or an Android. So download the CBS Sports app. I do use the app all the time. That is not a joke. Check all my scores on the CBS Sports app, and occasionally watch a game on there. All right, news and notes. Ryan Tannehill was limited with an ankle injury. We're hoping he plays at Kansas City. Give us a little bit. More of a competitive game uh, on Sunday night. Running back news. Jonathan Taylor missed practice. Uh, don't know. I just looked it up this morning, but Deion Jackson's roster percentage is 64%. Do you think that if you see Deion Jackson on your waiver wire, you got you to gotta roster him right now? Must add. Okay. And, and what about Zach Moss? Not a must add. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Heath just talked about. He missed practice and and just can't expect a uh, big workload. He's beat up right now. 
Uh, Derrick Henry was limited with a foot injury. That's not why you should be scared. Cordero Patterson practice did not commit to playing this week. James Conner was limited, and Daryl Williams is on IR with a hip injury. We will see if James Conner can make it back for the game against Seattle. Cam Akers could play this week. He's going to practice today with the Rams. Uh, if Deion Jackson and Cam Akers are sitting on your waiver wire, who are you grabbing? Deion Jackson. Yeah. I do want to roster Akers, though. It's, it's the, the way they've been talking about that the last couple of days is, makes me think that my guess of what was going on there might have been wrong. I kind of assumed they told him a week or two ago, we're going to Daryl Henderson full-time. He got upset and wanted to be traded. Now it sounds like they're trying to talk him into being a part of the team. Um, I mean, he might just be 15 touches from this point on. All right, ready? Adam, you be Cam Akers. I'll be the Rams. Okay. Hey, Cam. <laughs> Sup? <laughs> It's, it's it's Sean. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'd like a little. Have more you work. seen Daryl Henderson? He stinks. <laughs> Have you seen me, Sean? I haven't been very good either. No, no, no. We need you. We need you. Please come back. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Trade me. Oh wait, it's no, trade no, deadline's no. over. We, okay. We, we tried. I'll come back. We okay. tried. Okay. Teams offered a seventh round pick. No good. All right. Fine. I'll be back. I'll come back. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. I was a theater major, by the way, just so you know. That's, that's so you can probably <laughs> tell there. Chuba Hubbard was uh, I, limited. I, I started along with Heath and Dave in this Little Caesars commercial. <laughs> that's right. Chuba Hubbard limited. Deontay Foreman was rested. Okay, now I'm going to ask it. You got Deion Jackson or Chuba Hubbard on waivers because Hubbard, I think, is about 68% rostered, right around same as Deion Jackson. Who would you prioritize there? Deion Jackson. I might prioritize Hubbard. All right. Damian I, Pratt. I really oh, would not be surprised if the Colts lose another game or two that they shut down Jonathan Taylor if this, this lingers. Uh, Damian Harris was out with an illness, and J.D. McKissick mispracticed with a neck injury. Wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, if he's disgruntled or hurt, we don't exactly know, but he is questionable and very big chance, uh, you know, very realistic chance that Brandon Cooks does not play tonight against the Eagles, and Nico Collins is out as well. Is there a desperation? I mean, we got six teams on by. Is there a desperation wide receiver that you're looking at on Houston? It's probably Dorsett. Yes, maybe Phil Dorsett. Yeah. Maybe Chris Moore. If you right. were going to play Dorsett, I mean, who would you One play him? <laughs> who would you play Dorsett over? Um, the guys on the bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Brandon how about Cooks? Zay Jones? I'd rather play Zay Jones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about... I have, uh, I have, I was telling this to Heath, I, I, I have a dynasty team that I was expecting to sell in the middle of the season because I have Eckler and Evans, but I had a really good rookie draft and now I'm six and two, but the Superflex League and I'm down to Matthew Stafford and Davis Mills as my quarterbacks. And so... Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to try and trade for a quarterback today. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's my intention today. My, that's the rest of my day is training for a quarterback. Oh, okay. Good luck. I'm considering a trade of trading Christian McCaffrey for Josh Allen and a and like an RB2. Think I can pull that off? You're giving McCaffrey? Yeah. For Josh Allen? And, and a, a usable running back. In a one quarterback league? Uh-huh. With basically, it's our IDP league. I I oh. can't win with Matthew Stafford, and I can't lose another game. You know what you should have done? What? You should have traded mm, Gabe Davis for no, Dak Prescott. I need Gabe Davis. I need Gabe Davis. I couldn't trade him for Dak. If you have the Caff- if you have a player that's on a bye this week, and you feel like you can't lose, I think I'm two and six, and I like my team. I, I'm do- I would do that because you gain a week. You know, Josh Allen's passes by. You know, so that's that's a big factor. 
Uh, I don't know. Something to consider when you think about bye weeks. All right. What else we got? Uh, Corey, Corey Davis mispracticed with a knee injury. Cooper Cup mispracticed. Right now he's expected to play. But, you know, we'll see. Love to see him out there Thursday or Friday. Alan Lazard was limited. That's great news. Christian Watson mispracticed. Keenan Allen, uh, you can't expect him to play right now. He's had a setback, and he's got scar tissue that he says is is healing. And I don't know. Keenan Allen's in a bad spot. Uh, Josh Palmer, questionable. No, I guess he's out of the concussion protocol, and he's going to play. Devontae Parker mispracticed with a knee injury. Andy Reid said he's going to try to work Kadarius Toney into this week's game. Jahan Dotson mispractice, and Russell Gage and Julio Jones mispractice. Cameron Brait was limited, for those of you relying on Kate Otten. Uh, Darren Waller was limited. He was limited last week, too. And in super deep leagues, Brock Wright of Detroit is expected to play this week. He was in the concussion protocol. Offensive line, New England center David Andrews is in the concussion protocol. Arizona, uh, the three starting linemen that missed last week's game, they all missed practice on Wednesday, so let's keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay offensive lineman Luke Gottecki mispractice and offensive lineman Shaq Mason mispractice. So that's, you know, they, they were missing Gottecki last week too, but bad line, not looking better right now. And on defense, so Buffalo secondary, we know that Jordan Poyer's week to week with an elbow injury. Tredavious White has not been ruled out for this week. We don't know if he'll play. He's been activated off IR. He's their star cornerback, but he's coming off an ACL. And Matt Milano is day-to-day with an oblique injury, and you should keep an eye on Matt Milano, their linebacker. They played six games without him in 2020. It's been a while. But they were awful against tight ends that year uh, without him. Gasicki, 27 points. Jonu Smith, 21. Kelsey, 23.5. Jacob Hollister, 11. Dan Arnold, 7.4, which is probably a lot for Dan Arnold. Hunter Henry, 13.7. Matt Milano is a big part, or had been in the past at least, a big part of their coverage of tight ends. So And they're playing Tyler Conklin this week. Uh, Washington linebacker Cole Holcomb mispracticed. Uh, Green Bay linebacker Devondre Campbell mispracticed. The Raiders leading, tacker, leading tackler Divine Diablo mispracticed. Uh, oh, Akeem Hicks could be back this week for the Bucks, and their secondary is getting healthier too. Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting practice in full. So that's good news for the Bucks And a big one, Tennessee defensive tackle, literally a big one, Jeffrey Simmons. He sat with an ankle injury, and he's a huge part of their run defense. One question for each game. Five AFC home games, one NFC home game with an AFC team in it. Uh, we'll start with Carolina at Cincinnati. This is basically a, you know, start all relevant players kind of game, Heath. Carolina at Cincinnati. Start all relevant players. So I don't, Hayden Hurst, I'm not particularly excited about starting. Um, but you're starting Burrow, you're starting Mixon, you're starting Chase, you're starting Higgins, or not Chase, starting Boyd, you're starting Higgins. DJ Moore. Foreman is a little bit more difficult to trust if Chuba Hubbard is active, but still a low-end number two running back. Okay, and you said Burrow. That's one of the first debates we'll have, because I think you have him fourth, right? Sounds about right. And Dave and Jamie are closer to 12th, so stay tuned. That's our first game. We'll talk about Joe Burrow momentarily. Jamie, the Raiders are at the Jaguars. Do you trust the quarterbacks in this game? I trust Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to bank on him doing what every other quarterback has done against the Raiders this season, which is just getting over the 20-point threshold. So I think he'll get there. I don't know how much better he'll be, but this is a you know defense that has struggled, uh, certainly struggled again last week against Andy Dalton. And so I think Lawrence gets uh, has a get-right game this week. To, to what extent, we'll find out You know how high, but I do think he gets over 20 points. 
And you said that he um, would you start him ahead of Tom Brady earlier. Yes, one spot. Okay. Chargers at Falcons. Which tight end do you guys prefer, Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? Everett. Um, Everett. Okay. Tennessee at Kansas City. How many running backs and wide receivers are you starting in this game? One. No. You're not starting Juju? Oh, one of each, you mean? How many wide receivers and tight ends? Running running backs and wide receivers. Oh, running backs and wide receivers. I'm sorry. Um, I'm starting two. Yeah, not a lot of starters in this game. I I only heard you say wide receivers. I'm sorry, because I think Heath glitched and something happened. That's okay. All right, you ready for your scary, spooky, scary Derrick Henry stat? Yes. Okay. Kansas City is a 12.5-point favorite. Over the last four seasons, Derrick Henry has been in nine games, including a playoff loss at Kansas City, in which the Titans have lost by 10 or more points. In those nine games, he scored more than 12 PPR fantasy points only three times. He scored more than 14.1 PPR fantasy points only twice. He has gotten 17 or more carries in six of nine games, but only one game with more than 19 carries. So again, that's nine games in his last four seasons where the Titans have lost by more than 10 points and 10 or more points, and only three games of more than 12 PPR points, only two games of more than 14.1 PPR points. Of course, I'm not going to sit Derrick Henry, but what do you think about that? It's uh, interesting. We'll go back to week two against the Bills. They got blasted. And if they have I mean, Malik Willis in, in, in Kansas City, you know, that's a trouble. That's, go ahead. Sorry. We're, we're, right. I mean, I, I don't want to sit poo-poo it, but we've got six teams on a bye, and he's Derrick freaking Henry. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's an it's a neat stat. I'm glad you spent some time finding that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, you have you guys have them top three, both of you. You know, so you got Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson, and Ken Walker behind him. So yeah. I don't know. You know, you could could have fantasy managers who have that have that decision. You're going to tell everyone to just start Derrick Henry. We are. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I got him in one league, and he's starting for me. Colts and Patriots. Michael Pittman or Jacoby Myers? Myers. Yeah. You know, this is a pretty bad matchup for Myers. I don't know how you feel about that, but the the Colts are are very good against slot receivers, which is no surprise. They have a great slot cornerback. Any concern there? Isn't Kenny Moore banged up? Uh, I'm not sure. I will check. Um, It's not so much that I like... Myers. Yeah, he's been moving around too. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got Pittman at 25, and I'm afraid that's too high. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't see anything on more, but he might be banged up. I'm not sure. I'll check. Okay. Buffalo at the Jets. Garrett Wilson or Devin Singletary? Um, De- definitely Singletary and non. I'll I'm so concerned what's going to happen with Hines. And when they blow out teams, he's not good. <laughs> I know. All right, did we get an answer here? I'll go Singletary in both. I'll go the other way. Garrett Wilson. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about Liquid IV and I have, uh, maybe quasi-funny Liquid IV story. Uh, I have a neighbor who also likes Liquid IV and... Uh, 
we were chatting about our favorite flavors the other day. But anyway, um, I'll tell you the story after I tell you about why I like Liquid IV. You know, you you there are a lot of products that you use in your life: hair care, skin care to look great, eat a nutritious breakfast to stay energized. But you got to stay hydrated. All right, that's really important. And cooler weather makes it. Easier to miss the signs of dehydration, like overheating and perspiration. You don't really get that in the cooler weather, but dehydration happens. So Liquid IV is going to help you out. Liquid IV, it's a packet. comes in a whole bunch of different flavors. You know, you got strawberry, tan- and there's so many. I love the lemon lime. It's probably my favorite, uh, but I can give you a list of the of the flavors in a little bit. Concord grape, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, et cetera, a lot more. Uh, you pour a little packet. You don't even have to pour, pour the whole thing if you don't want it to be too sweet. Pour some of it into a glass of water, stir it up, drink it up. You're going to get a lot of essential vitamins. You're going to get hydrated two times faster than you are with water alone. So if you're prepping for a long day, if you're taking a long haul flight, whatever it is, Liquid IV is an essential addition to your routine. This stuff is blowing up too. People love Liquid IV. They talk about it on social media. My wife's telling me, she's all all these posts about Liquid IV. So we love it. We put a little bit in our water. Uh, One stick of it has 16 ounces One stick of it in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, uh, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And there's, it's non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And Liquid IV has donated over 25 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or if you order online, you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout. That is 15% off anything that you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code FFT at liquidiv.com. So anyway, my neighbor comes over on Monday trick-or-treating with her kids, and uh, her kids show up with their little bags, and I, I show up at the door, and I was like, okay, you guys can have either some Liquid IV or some Snickers. And they went with the Snickers. That's the only time I would turn down Liquid IV is on Halloween. But that's my not funny at all Liquid IV story. All right, let's talk about the game. Uh, Kenny Moore is playing through what is, uh, I saw the headline, a scary finger injury. Oh, it's just a finger. He doesn't need that. Uh, sorry, that was insensitive. So I, I'm sorry, Kenny Moore. You're, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that. But it shouldn't drastically affect his coverage skills, I wouldn't think. No, as long as he's playing, he should be he should be good. But they move they move uh, they move Myers around, and I think if as as I mean I can give you stat, but yeah, go for it. it. When you throw at them, they've given up not great production, but decent production. Uh, all right, and and he is almost guaranteed eight targets every game with Mac Jones. All right, Carolina at Cincinnati. So stat of the game, Joe Burrow's two big games came against teams that currently rank 30th and 31st in pressure rate. Uh, he's had some, he's had like one other game against a team that can't pressure the quarterback and he was okay. But Carolina's middle of the pack. They're 15th in pressure rate. They only have 12 sacks in eight games. But I, you know, we know about their offensive line. We saw it play out on Monday night where they were just getting owned by, by uh, Cleveland. And this could be another challenge for them with Brian Burns up front. So anyway, let's start with Joe Burrow here. Jamie, you got him as kind of a low-end starter. Heath, you have him in your top five. Jamie, first word on Joe Burrow. I'm just concerned about the ceiling for him without Jamar Chase. You know, the first game that we saw, it was a, you said it, it was a struggle. And I don't care when the production comes, but obviously the production came very late in the game. And so could we see something similar? 
Yes. Is the Panthers offense going to put up a, a huge number against this defense? That's the question. You know, so can they win this game 17-14? Yes. And so I, I'm just concerned about Joe Burrow having these monster performances without Jamar Chase on the field. Obviously, I like Higgins. I like Boyd. I agree with Heath. It's going to be a struggle for Hayden Hurst, but he'll give you a 4 for a 40 game. You know, so he'll get that that type of production. I could also see a situation where Zach Taylor gets a little scared after seeing his quarterback beat up going into the bye week next week. Run, run, run some more. Get your win, go home. You know, so I just don't <laughs> see the ceiling for Joe Burrow. I, 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 I see the I don't see the path to him being a top five quarterback this week if if the other guys around him play well. Yeah, I I think that Zach Taylor would like to run, run, run some more. I don't know that they have the ability. Like it's run. Ru- ru- and they're tackled by the line of scrimmage <laughs> or at the line of scrimmage. There's no there's no in there. They can't finish it. I this Panthers defense is better definitely than the than the team's record indicates. But they've also allowed three of the last five quarterbacks they faced to score at least twenty two fantasy points. The only two that didn't were those bums, Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady. Um, they've not been good against anybody this year. Yeah, those quarterbacks, Kyler Murray scored twenty six points with a rushing touchdown, Garoppolo scored twenty two, and then Mariota had a great game and uh, 28 points. Carolina's defense was uncharacteristically bad last week. Uh, so, you know, there's one other thing I want to bring up. I don't know how much you guys care about this, but we're talking about Cincinnati last week against the Browns. I don't know. Like, the Browns have beaten them five straight times. And also, I didn't know this, but how about we talk about like primetime Kirk Cousins? The Bengals are 1 in 24 in their last 25 night games on the road, according to the Athletic. So, How many of that is Danny Dalton? Does that go back to yeah, like that's yeah, definitely Dalton? But how many of those were Boomer Esiason? Twenty-five uh, night games on the road. Yeah, that's, that's a, but I don't know. I mean, like maybe they just can't play Cleveland, and they just stink against Cleveland in particular. You know, it's just a team that kind of owns them. So could be there are those better. things we've seen it with the 49ers and the Rams. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, so Burrow, that, Heath makes the case for Burrow. Jamie makes the case for him as a as a low end starter with less upside. Uh, which, who's your favorite running back in this game? Mixon, uh, Foreman, and non PPR. Mixon and PPR. And are you Please. ranking Foreman as if Hubbard's going to play? As of now, yes. Um, but we're not ranking Hubbard. We have not ranked Hubbard yet. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, the only place that it really matters is with Miles Sanders. I think you have to play Miles Sanders over Foreman, and then we'll make that decision as it goes. Okay. If, if Hubbard were out, would you start Foreman over Mixon? In non-and-half PPR, yes. In PPR, no. Right. Okay. And um, P.J. Walker's outside the top 20. All of the stats of Cincinnati against quarterbacks, Cincinnati against wide receivers – you probably have to throw him out the window here without Shadobi Awuzie. So, um, DJ Moore. Let's go to DJ Moore. Heath, you're the low guy on DJ Moore. You have him 15th. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I'll fix that. I was told that on uh, Thursday of last week, and so I moved, moved him up 10 spots just to make sure that wasn't the case anymore. Uh, no, I, I think, like I said, as long as uh, the, uh, the other team's number one corner keeps getting hurt right before uh, – the Panthers game. I think DJ Moore might be a top five wide receiver rest of season. Uh, he's going to get 10 plus targets. The matchup is not near as difficult as what it looks like on paper. Uh, he's a start. Okay. So how would you guys rank Higgins, Boyd, and and Moore? Higgins, Moore, Boyd. 
More Higgins Boyd. Higgins, more Boyd, more Higgins Boyd. Would you start Boyd or Deontay Foreman? Boyd and PPR. Yep. Okay, so this is a... Uh, I take it back. Boyd if Hubbard plays in PPR. If there's no Hubbard, I'd go Foreman. This is a pretty, you know, starty game. Uh, you know, we, we like we like this game for fantasy purposes. Now, what about um, Foreman? Where are you going to end up on Foreman if Hubbard plays? And what about Hubbard himself? You know, what kind of split? He's what kind of split do you see? Um, 60-40 in the running game in favor of Foreman and 60-40 in the passing game in favor of Hubbard. I would say that Foreman will be a low-end number two running back still probably ahead of DeAndre Swift. And Hubbard will be a high-end flex behind guy, someone like Khalil Herbert. I, I would be very concerned about Hubbard getting that much work, given what the, the, the talk was about, how he's still limited and not yet ready to go, from what it Steve Wilkes said. Will be 100 dependent on what Friday looks like. Yeah, I mean, if he's a game-time decision and just happens to be active, that he won't be near that high. If he's a full practice on Friday, then... It's a different story. I, I would also say that in the running scenario, I would probably go 80-20 for him. All right. I can't imagine that they're going that much away from him. All right, and then how about Hayden Hurst? Would you start Hayden Hurst or Kyle Pitts? Pitts. Pitts. Would you start Hayden Hurst or um, Dawson Knox? Hurst. Hurst. Hurst or Hawkinson? Hawkinson. It's close, but Hawkinson. Which DST do you like better, or just sit them both? I mean, at some point, I think P.J. Walker is going to turn back into P.J. Walker. So, you know, does he get a 62-yard, basically, Hail Mary to save his production? Yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer the Bengals. Do you know what happened the one time he threw to Deontay Foreman last week? Pick six. <laughs> That was the screen pass through the one target to Deontay Foreman. But Foreman did have two catches before Hubbard the week before and did pretty well with them. Before Hubbard left? No, before he had two catches before Hubbard had a catch. Oh, okay. He had the first two running back catches. Oh, interesting. All right, Las Vegas is at Jacksonville. Two straight pretty long trips for Las Vegas. Can't exactly call them a East Coast trip, but Vegas to New Orleans, Vegas to Jacksonville. It's a, it's a lot of travel. I don't know if they stay out east that I'm aware of, but a lot of travel if they didn't. Um, all right, here's the stat of the game. Well, first of all, starter sit Christian Kirk. How do you feel about Christian Kirk? And then I'll give the stat. Uh, Start him. Yeah, low end number two. Okay. So why? Why uh, after three of his last four games, he has scored fewer than, no, four of his last five, he scored fewer than 11 PPR fantasy points. Why are you confident in him? Much easier matchup than what he's been dealing with. And 11 PPR fantasy points might be a top 24 wide receiver this week. Uh, yeah, well, 11 or fewer, but sure. Um, yeah, and that's where I was going with Jamie, the matchups. I, I just assume when you say 11 or fewer that he has multiple games of 10.5 or 11. Uh, honestly, don't know. But yeah. I'd have to look at the game log. I will look. And that's, that's the kind of the uh, the Azer step. I mean, that's that, no. I mean, that's kind of like you know, that's probably where he's around. But but yeah, no. I mean, look at the, the games he's had against Houston. The Colts and the Broncos were his bad games recently. They're all top five against tight, against wide receivers, and they're all top five in yards allowed to slot receivers. 
The Raiders are not exactly a good matchup. There has not been a, a wide receiver who has scored more than 16.2 PPR fantasy points against the Raiders. That's pretty remarkable. However, they do give up the fifth most receiving yards to slot receivers. So I, that's what I wanted to point out with Christian Kirk. And uh, I guess you guys are starting him as a number two wide receiver. Would you start Kirk or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. Boyd, you both close. All right. Okay. I start Josh Palmer over him, too. Over Kirk? It's, like, it's not like I love... Yeah, I just not like I love him. It's that... I mean, you get to, like, wide receiver 29, and we're at Curtis Samuel, so... Uh, okay. Actually, someone just asked in the, in the chat, would you start DJ Moore or Josh Palmer? And he said, Josh Palmer. Nope. I DJ Moore. I'm sorry, over Christian Josh Kirk, Palmer. Christian Kirk or Palmer. That's Palmer right. over Kirk. Yes. Okay, they did ask actually DJ Moore or Josh Palmer. You want to answer that? DJ Moore. Okay. So Moore, Palmer, Kirk is how we rank yep. those three. Jamie, you said you're you're starting Trevor Lawrence as a low end starter, but not Derek Carr. Talk about the quarterbacks. Uh just you know, based on how these two guys have looked right now and the fact that Devontae Adams is still dealing with an illness on the practice report on Wednesday, what is that? You know, so I knew he's okay. I knew he had but, the flu last week. I'm telling you, he was sick. No, I, I agree with that. I'm saying that the, that's lingered now, you know, for basically 10 days. Um, that's that's a little concerning. Um, I wonder if he's Darren Waller not back yet. What do you say, Heath? I'm sorry. <laughs> I wonder if he's sick of playing with Derek Carr. Yeah. I think, you know, you, if he just stayed in Green Bay, how everything would have been just fine. I think you got he Okay. After a game last week where he had what one catch for three yards or something, he's still a top 12 wide receiver per game. He's had four games with 95 or more yards. There has been way... I mean, you're starting if he plays. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it was, I think we were very negative on him last yesterday, and I am not feeling that way. I, I just, no, how could you be? He's, he's um, Devontae Adams. I don't remember that. Was I very negative on him? I don't know. I felt like there was some, some negativity. Well, so, this one actually is relevant because they're both playing, but someone emailed us and said, how can you take Travis Etienne over Devontae Adams rest of season? And I think uh, it's pretty reasonable to do that. But uh, who would you start in this game, Travis Etienne or Devontae Adams? I would start Travis Etienne. I would start Travis Etienne. All right, so start Adams, start Etienne, start Josh Jacobs. Heath, you don't like Trevor Lawrence. The Raiders do give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I, I don't know that I dislike him. I've got him around 14 or 15, which is, I think, very close to where he's been this season. Um, he's a probably not someone that I'm going to great lengths to replace. But I've got him at 19 fantasy points for the week. Okay. Would you I, guys... I struggle with him and Heineke. I struggle with him and Heineke. That's the one guy who's on the waiver wire that I probably would start over him. All right. All right, I'll just leave it at that. But you'd start him over Stafford and... Oh, yeah, over Stafford for sure. Mariota? Over Mariota, over Goff, over Dalton. Yeah. Okay. All those really good quarterbacks. But <laughs> so every quarterback has scored 20 or more fantasy points against the Raiders so far. That would be Herbert, Kyler, Tannehill, Mahomes, Davis Mills, Andy Dalton. Am I missing one? They've all scored more than 20 fantasy points. Um... And that's oh Evan Ingram, yeah Evan Ingram like or love this week. Uh, it's hard to love Evan Ingram any week, but I, I like him. Must 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 play tight end if you have him. I like him better than Hawkinson. When you were listing the quarterbacks, did you say Russell Wilson? 
I didn't. He's he, on a bye. He actually had 30 against the Raiders. Oh, oh, that is who I'm missing. How do I not have that in there? Um, I don't know. Thank you. I knew I felt a little light. <laughs> uh, why don't I have him in there? That's so stupid. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, Evan, Evan Ingram against a team that has given up 68 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in five of seven games. Evan Ingram is a player you're going to want to start. Uh, would you start Evan Ingram or Isaiah Likely if Mark Andrews doesn't play? Likely. Mm, Ingram. Uh, likely, but you're not going to know that, though. So. Well, yes. you might. You got to play Ingram. Ingram or Higby? Higby. Uh, Higby. Okay. Higby, route involvement. Been down lately, last couple weeks. We got to keep an eye on that. And am I missing anything from this game? We did Lawrence Carr. The running backs are easy. Devontae, we're not starting like any other wide receiver. Look, six teams on a bye. Are there any other wide receivers in this game you'd consider? I think if uh, Adams gets through the week still dealing with the illness and Waller is out, Mac Collins is worth a flyer. Yeah, I've got I've got Zay just over Mac Collins, but they're both borderline number three wide receivers. I would definitely start both before Hunter Renfro. Okay, and then, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about Darren Waller here. He's questionable. What do, what do you do with the Raiders' tight ends? You play Waller if he plays? And I'm okay with Moreau if he's if Waller's out. You have Foster Moreau. Sixth. Ahead of Everett, ahead of Ingram. Gasicki, Pitts. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty bold. I mean, I, the first two maybe. I don't think the last two. <laughs> I, well, he's got 30 yards basically in two straight games, but probably a pretty solid target share, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Foster Morrow is only 5% rostered. And that is it for that game. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got four games remaining to preview. The Chargers and the Falcons will be up next, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Chargers and the Falcons. No Mike Williams. Doesn't look like Keenan Allen's going to play. Who's going to win this game? The Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I Man. They are three-point favorites. No, uh, The Chargers are three-point favorites, yeah. You know who's going to win this game? Austin Eckler. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Eckler's going to win the game. I told you about that stat. There have been 15 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Falcons, and 14 of them have scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points. The Falcons give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. That's why we're going to really like Josh Palmer. Why don't we start with Josh Palmer, since he's still available in about 30-something percent of leagues. Don't forget the Andre Carter, too. Yeah, yep. out of the slot there. So who are some players that you would start Josh Palmer over? You know, some fairly big names. People are going to have to sit down when they hear this. It's going to be totally shocking. You'd start Josh Pittman Palmer. probably the, the biggest one, I guess. The tallest? Uh, tall. Pittman. <laughs> Christian Kirk. Uh, Juju. Juju. Got him right behind Juju. Okay. Um, this would be a big week for my uh, Juju theory. What is it? The on the injury report, off the injury report theory. Now he's coming off of a bye, definitely not hurt. Should be a monster game. It's Andy Reid off a bye, though. It's Andy Reid off a bye. There's one thing that worries me about Juju is the the uh, Titans are a team that gets destroyed with air yards. They have, in terms of defending the deep ball, they are probably the worst in the NFL. In terms of yards after catch, they are among the best in the NFL. So... We can talk about that in a little bit. I think that's our next game or two games from now, whatever. But it's it's not. It's more of a downfield type of uh, wide receivers matchup. But anyway, uh, Josh Palmer, you're going to start. How about this about Justin Herbert? He's been a little disappointing this week, no question. He's number ten per game for the or this season. Sorry, he's number ten per game for this season. Designed runs for Justin Herbert in three seasons: eighteen as a rookie, fourteen last year. Two design runs for Justin Herbert this year. He's averaging about seven rushing yards per game. It's very much correlated to the ribs in, the rib injury. And he did have his best rushing performance of the season in week seven. He had a bye. Let's hope he heals up. Do you have any hesitation starting Justin Herbert this week? Again, number 10 QB for this season. Not really hesitant. Like, I feel the same about Herbert and Burrow. You know, missing guys, still super talented, not the toughest matchups. Um, certainly so for more so for Herbert than for Burrow. Um, I just think that, you know, he'll, he'll figure out a way to get Everett going and Palmer going and something from Carter. And there's obvious, you know, production from Eckler out of the backfield. So will he have a 30 plus point game? Probably not. Will he be around 25 points? I think so. I feel more confident in him than I do Burrow. See, I feel more confident in Burrow, but that, like the only guy I'm actually starting over Herbert that might be a surprise is Tua. So I don't know, man. Like it, it's so easy to say if Justin Herbert doesn't have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams and he's not running the ball, uh, we should really lower our expectations. I, I mean, you should. You know, it's easy right, to say but, we should start. PJ Walker just went for 300 against them. I know it was with the with the big play at the end, but. That there's, there's a pretty big difference in talent there. And so, you know, while DJ Moore is, is head and shoulders above anybody that the, the Chargers may have at receiver, the combination of Eckler, Everett, Palmer, Carter is better than the Panthers group. So I think Herbert will find a way against this defense coming off a bye week where they've had time to prepare. And they, it sounds like they've expected Keenan Allen to miss this game, you know, based on saying that he got hurt or got worse in, 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 in the bye week. They know Mike, Mike Williams is going to play. So... I'm going to trust that Justin Herbert can can figure out a way to get to you know north of 20 points. Like I said, probably around the 25 point range. Yeah, I mean, if he's at if he's at 19, 
it's not like there's a guy averaging more than 19 fantasy points per game that we have ranked behind him that would be exciting. Maybe Geno Smith, that's it. Well, there are three guys right behind Herbert in your rankings, and they're Cousins, Geno Smith, and Justin Fields. And I think a lot of people would, would want to start those guys over Herbert if he doesn't have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, which is what we're expecting. You right start now. Cousins over him. I have no problem with that. But again, when we're talking about things like this, you know, it's such a small sample size of who has these potential quarterbacks. I, I highly doubt people that have Justin Herbert are benching him. Same thing with Burrow. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, unless you're carrying two quarterbacks and you have a tough call, if Burrow's your only quarterback, you're not going to the waiver wire unless you're trying to get ahead of it because they're buys next week. You know, you're getting Herbert back off a of buy. I would imagine unless you really, really love the guy that you started in last week. Like when you picked up Fields and you played Fields last week, you want to go with Fields, ride the hot hand, fine, that's great. But I would, I would, I would go to Herbert, and I'm telling you this as, as Fields is my start of the week. Sure. Okay, uh, we, we talked enough about Josh Palmer. Uh, DeAndre Carter is a guy you could take a flyer on as well. And Austin Eckler is a start. Gerald Everett is a start. I think you said you'd start him over Kyle Pitts. Oh, wait, or did, were you flipped? Were you? Yeah. Split on that? Yes. Yeah. All right, nope. start Everett over Pitts. Okay, Marcus Mariota is a sit this week. What are we doing with the Falcons? I think the thing with Mariota, though, just real quick, um, yeah. and, and I haven't adjusted my rankings yet. I think if you're, if you're desperate, his floor should be okay. I don't know where the ceiling will go, but the last since week five, uh, I said this, I think, on Tuesday, of, of his games where he's been 25 or more pass attempts, he's averaging 23.5 fantasy points. So if they're chasing points... And maybe they do change a little bit of how they, they play, which they did last week, and they're throwing a little bit more, then maybe there's a chance here for, for Mariota to have a, a decent game. But I think even if he doesn't do that, with what he should be able to do with his legs, he's probably going to be around 18 points. That's not horrible if you're stuck. That's where usually, right, 17 or more points in all but uh, right. two you know, games. So he's not going to kill. Like the ebbs and flows of, of maybe Lawrence or, or Dalton or you know the guys that we were saying to pick up off the waiver wire aside from Fields, if you're again, if you can't find anybody that you like, I, I'd start him over Goff. I'd start him over. I don't know. I don't know the guys in that range. Um, uh, Stafford. I start him over Stafford. Yeah. All right. Okay, and then uh, the running backs. So we're sitting Drake London. Kyle Pitts is a low end starter. I'll, I'll just do. I'll just do Kyle Pitts real quick here. I wouldn't even call him a low end starter. Jamie's got him. Eh, yeah, ninth, and he's tenth somewhere around there. But uh, would you start Taysom Hill or Kyle Pitts? Pitts. Hill and, I think I'm done with Taysom Hill at this point. <laughs> Hill and non-PPR, Pitts and PPR. All right. Would you start uh, Kyle Pitts or um, Tyler Conklin? Pitts as long as Milano plays. I will start Pitts. But I agree. If, if Milano's out, oh, then Conklin will yeah. move ahead of him. Someone like my Matt Milano stat. I like it. You know, I'm not feeling the Derrick Henry stat. It's so too. It's not just it's, it's both of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. And like, there is a little difference between Tyler Conklin and Derrick Henry. <laughs> like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same amount of syllables in their names. Uh, Atlanta running backs. All right. He's break down the Atlanta running backs for us with and without Cordero Patterson and what to do against one of the worst run defenses in football. If Cordero's a full go, then he might be a top 12 running back. He's definitely a top 20 running back. You're starting him, no question. If no Cordero, then Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley are flexible. I would prefer Algier. He would be behind um, Clyde Edwards-Solaire, behind David Montgomery. Um, but in full PPR, probably ahead of Brian Robinson. 
AJ okay. Dillon. Maybe behind behind Dillon. Man, this run defense is so bad. They are giving up six point one yards are per they? carry. They are they are so bad that they are, have, are giving up six point one yards per carry to running backs. They are thirty uh, first against running backs, and that's uh, it for that game. I I bet they're a little better this week. Then six point one. Okay, I, I probably I'm, I'm gonna bet they're I'm, I bet they're under five. Why? I just think like they know what they're going up against this week, and they're coming off of a bye. Um, they've probably figured a couple things out. They've had two weeks to bear for a team that doesn't want to throw ever. I, I bet they're a little better against okay. the run this week. All right. Well, if if Patterson plays, I'll, I'll take I'll take the over five if uh, Patterson plays. Make want to make that gentleman's bet? Um, yeah. Okay. Loser has to. Well, what if Patterson doesn't play? Then I'm not taking the bet. No, I'll oh, take no, it anyway. Like it. The Falcons running okay. backs will average five more than five yards per carry. Five or more yards per carry. Loser has to do 25 push-ups. <laughs> Jeez, for over the course In of a the row. Mo- over the course of the month. <laughs> In a row. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I'm happy to do it. All right, Tennessee. Excellent. Please, please don't want to do it at all. Tennessee at Kansas City. Okay, my stat of the game is that Derrick Henry thing. I won't bring it up again. Um, but, you know, can this be a close game? Do you think this is – do they have any chance if Malik Willis is the quarterback to, to at least stay no. within striking distance? No. Yeah, no, right? They're going to get killed. <laughs> I. But how much does – like, do you think that they just have – like, Vegas already doesn't think Ryan Tannehill is playing? Because if Tannehill's playing, this number is way too big. I think they have to probably go. They have to hedge it, right? That he's not playing at this point. Right, but you don't want to make it so big that if if he does play, because the number is twelve and a half, twelve and a half points spread. That if he does play, then you're screwed. Right? You can't make it like seventeen if Tannehill plays, because they can be competitive with them, uh, as we've seen. They faced them three times in the Mahomes era, and they're two and one. They won thirty-five to thirty-two. They won 27-3 in the regular season last year, and they lost in the playoffs 35-24. This is Tennessee facing Kansas City in the Mahomes era. All right, let's do starts and sits here. If, if Sit Malik Willis. If Tannehill plays, do you have any interest in him? Because the, the Chiefs do give up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Not really, because he's not going to be 100%. Okay. Um, Derrick Henry's start. And Robert, Robert Woods. Any interest in Robert Woods if Tannehill plays? No. Okay. I would be more interested in Robert Woods because of all the teams on a bye. You know, so back to your Philip Dorsett question, you know, he's he's there. Um, I do think that they'll be in a situation that we haven't seen for the majority of the season where if if the point spread holds and the Chiefs offense holds up, that they're probably, you know, chasing two, three touchdowns late in the game. So maybe we see, you know, a ramped ramped up target potential. But it's gotta be with Tannehill. So, you know, you're you're putting a lot of ifs out there. Uh, would you start DeAndre Carter or Robert Woods if Keenan Allen does not play? Carter. Carter. Okay. Sit the Tennessee tight ends. Start Patrick Mahomes. We'll come back to the running backs in a minute. Start Travis Kelsey. All right, let's go to the running backs right now. Okay. So Clyde edwards helaire three straight games with 33 or fewer rushing yards. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. That's good. Jarek McKinnon, he has three straight games with two to three catches, and that that's the most optimistic spin that I can put on the Chiefs running backs. Uh, Heath, can we can we start any of them? 
Oh, we should not if we can avoid it. Um, Clyde is my favorite, and he's a he's a high end flex because of the week. Um, but no, and you can't really trust any reports. Like it doesn't matter who starts. Obviously, Clyde starts. McKinnon plays the most snaps. Pacheco starts. McKinnon plays the most snaps. McKinnon doesn't get any fantasy points for snaps, unfortunately. Um, it's it's not a great situation. Hopefully we get some that we can hope for is some clarity coming out of the bye that the Chiefs figured out who their best running back is. I don't know who that is, and <laughs> plays him fifty-five percent of the snaps. You should you should though, for what you just said, be picking up Isaiah Pacheco just to see. Yeah. Just to see. Because if there's ever an opportunity to to, to for them to figure it out, it was on their bye week. Okay. He played he got the start, you know, for what that's worth. Did he do enough? Has he done enough in practice? Has Clyde done enough to lose the job? you know, or lose a, a role entirely, you know, the, the latter, I probably don't buy, but you know, is, is this the opportunity to, here you go, Isaiah, go, go be our run game. And it's not just eight carries. Maybe they move Tony to kick returner and then they can give Pacheco more carries. That'd be fun. Cause he had like 126 yards in returns last week. He's probably too tired to run it more than eight times. <laughs> The uh, based on what I said about Henry earlier, would you start Clyde Edwards Elaire or Derek? Uh, uh, would you start David Montgomery? Would you start a Bears running back or Clyde Edwards Elaire? Montgomery. I'd probably start both Bears running backs over the Chiefs running backs. Would you start Michael Carter or a Chiefs running back? Carter and PPR. Yeah. Gosh, this week is the worst. <laughs> Okay, so try to avoid the Chiefs running backs if you can. And then what do you think about what I said about Juju and uh, this matchup? Maybe it's not the, the best matchup based you know based on the style. The, the types of receivers that do well against the Titans are not exactly the Juju types, but you guys have them in your top 24. I'm not sitting Juju. Okay. Um, and his a dot this year with the Chiefs, it's only slightly up from where it was last work week with last year with Pittsburgh, but it's not been um, steady. He has a week with a ten a dot. He has a week with a fourteen a dot. In between those, he had a week with a one a dot. Um, so he, he can use him a little bit down the field as well. Okay, I think also you know based on what you're saying, if you want to take a flyer on somebody, sounds like MBS. Yes. Yeah, I think that's. I think he's got to come into the discussion here. The Titans give up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. They have allowed the most catches of twenty plus air yards in the NFL, and that's with having a bye. And they're tied for with I think Atlanta for the most allowed. So yeah, how how do you rank MVS? And he is fifty three percent rostered. And McCole Hardman is forty seven percent rostered. Um, he's got a touch. Could also be Justin Watson week. Yeah, I just think we got to talk about Hardman because I, I doubt we're high on him. The production's been a little fluky, but obviously fantasy managers are noticing and they've rostered him in about half our leagues. So talk to me, uh, Jamie, about MVS and Hardman. I mean, I, I would guess the, the, the wild card clearly is, is what do they do with Darius Tony? You know, the fact that they're saying he's going to have some work. Who does it come at the expense of? Does it come at the expense of hopefully not Juju because he's clearly the one that's been the most productive and the most popular. Uh, does it come at the expense of Hardman? Does it come at the expense of, of MVS or is it, just Justin Watson and, and those snaps and Sky Moore snaps. So I don't think they're going to see a lot of Kadarius Tony this week. So don't start him if you were planning on it, just because he's a member of the Chiefs. I will probably expect the five or six 
you know, plays to targets to, to MVS, you know, he, he, when he, when things were going well, he was hovering around seven. Um, Hardman's going to probably need to score. And if he doesn't score, you'll be, you'll be disappointed. So I would rank them in PPR, uh, Juju, big gap, MVS, slight gap, Hardman, big gap, Tony. Did you see, speaking of Sky Moore, did you see my uh, 2022 Paw Patrol team, Jamie? No. Jamar Chase. Okay. Terrace Marshall. Okay. Sky Moore. Okay. Gerald Everest. <laughs> okay. And Greg Zumerline. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was Chick Olave was some, somebody uh, put out there? Uh, Calvin Ryderly. Rubble Wilson. Rubble Wilson no is Ryder great. in the NFL. There's no there's not anybody named Ryder in the NFL. I don't think so. Rubble Wilson. Um Rubble Wilson's good. Yeah, these are some for TJ Rockison. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Trey McBride for Ryder. Uh Alan Rubbleson was also good. Okay, thank you for everybody for your tweets contributing to the Paw Patrol team. Indianapolis is at New England. Stat of the game. I don't I don't know how relevant this is going to be this week, but I just think when you talk about New England secondary, this is a team that, you know, year after year, good secondary, good pass defense. Last year they allowed uh they allowed 38 completions of 20 or more yards. This year they've allowed 31. Already, fifth most in the NFL. 18 completions of 20 plus yards allowed in the last 4 weeks alone to the Lions, Browns, Bears and Jets. By the way, this isn't air yards. This is just completions of 20-plus yards. So they're just, honestly, I don't think they have that good of a secondary. It's it's pretty weird. Um, can anyone take advantage of that? I mean, how do you feel about, about Alec Pierce, uh, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce? I know it's not going to be Paris Campbell, but Alec Pierce caught a deep ball. He had a 40-plus-yard 40, 40 catch, and Ellinger threw the ball very deep on average, 8.6 intended air yards per pass attempt last week. That's deep. That's That would that would rank eighth if you qualified. Um so, yeah, I mean, uh, Heath, you can have the first word on the passing game for the Colts, which not a lot of people are going to talk about. What do you think? It's scary. Um, more scary than the Derrick Henry stat. <laughs> I, I'm afraid, <laughs> like, this this could be a game where both teams just run it 35 times. Um, I'm afraid that Sam Ellinger is not going to be allowed to throw enough passes to make these guys guys that you really feel good about starting. Pittman is a high-end number three wide receiver. Uh, or a borderline number two. I've got him at wide receiver 25. Pierce is my second favorite, and he's right in that MVS range. I have actually got him just ahead of MVS right now. I think with both those guys, you're going to need a big play that probably results in a touchdown for them to be good. But it's a boom-bust, low-end number three wide receiver range. Okay, who's starting Jonathan Taylor if he plays? Most Everybody. Should you, though? I mean, if you have ETN and Walker and these other guys that have been playing well, sure, you bench him. Miles Sanders, you bench him. Foreman, you bench him. But not everybody has the luxury, especially if you play with a flex, that you're going to bench Jonathan Taylor. Now, I just the only thing that, that Heath said, which is interesting, if Taylor does not play, they're not running it 35 times with Deion Jackson. No. <laughs> um, right. you know, so then it makes it a little bit more intriguing for the receivers there for the Colts. But... Um, <laughs> Obviously, if Taylor is on the field, you can't outright bench him. He's not a slam dunk star, though. You got to start the guys tonight over him, right? Yes. Okay. 
We'll see if he could practice. He will. Pre- he's not. I don't think he's going to practice in full. He might be limited today, but I'd be surprised if he practices at all until you know Friday, where right. he does maybe something limited. So you can't. I don't think you can take that chance. I mean, is this a crazy question? Would you rather have a limited Jonathan Taylor or a full go Deion Jackson with no Taylor in the picture? Still Taylor. The 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 wild card to all this is where does the where does the passing game work go? Yep. You know, so if 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 Taylor is healthy, playing, just forget he's not going to be healthy, but he's playing. Is he is he ninety percent of snaps? You know, and and just. He's doing everything. Or is it Deion Jackson, who we saw in those two games where uh, the Denver game where Taylor was out and Hines got hurt, and then the Jacksonville game where they were both out, and he had 14 targets and 14 catches. You know, so he's clearly showing he could do it. But will they just, you know, give that to Taylor, who two games ago had seven catches? Now, that was with Matt Ryan, but it's um, they're in desperation mode. You know, so if Taylor plays, I can't imagine it's, you know what, Jonathan, you're good. Go sit down, you know, unless he's hurt. Yeah. Okay, um, so Jonathan Taylor right now is ranked around four thirteenth. Uh, Heath has him seventeenth. No, he, he'll be adjusted for me. Okay, and then like, where would Deion Jackson rank if Taylor were out? Twenty-four, uh, four or five. Eighteen, nineteen, that range. Twenty-four or five for Heath. Eighteen, nineteen for Jamie. So that means Heath, you'd be starting Kenyon Drake over him. You'd be starting Jamal Williams, Michael Carter. Full PPR probably. I I don't think like the the one time that Deion Jackson was really good without Taylor, he got ten passes. Oh uh, uh, well he also had what was his first game without him? It wasn't bad, was it? The Denver game. Is the one where Hines got hurt. Yeah, he, he had thirteen thirteen carries game. for sixty two yards and four catches for twenty nine yards. He scored a touchdown okay. in the okay. other game. Right. He's been all right. It's not I a good matchup. You're, at probably, you're probably looking at if, if he's the, the guy with maybe Zach Moss and still could be Philip Lindsay, if I'm not mistaken, right? They could probably still use him, um, just knowing his familiarity with the team. That you're, Or Jordan Wilkins, who they just brought up. I don't even know if Lindsay's still with the team. Uh, so I apologize if that's the case. But um, I know they signed Jordan Wilkins off the practice squad. They could uh, conceivably give Deion Jackson 15-plus touches, and I would not be surprised if that's 80 total yards with a chance to score. You know, the Patriots have only given up two rushing, t- two touchdowns to running backs to so take that for what it's worth. So he's probably not going to find the end zone. But I would think 80 total yards and probably four to five catches, that puts him, you know, in that 15 that, to 20 range. That four to five catches thing is the, the thing I wonder about. Ellinger threw the ball to running backs three times in his first start. Yeah, he only threw 23 passes in his first start. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he'll throw a lot more than that. It's, you know... But he is more of a downfield thrower. You cannot look. You cannot look at what the running backs did in the passing game with Matt Ryan and compare it to Sam Ellinger. It's just Correct. completely different. Um, regardless, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the best running back in this game, right? For sure. Okay. By a lot. Uh, he had a lot more work than Harris last week. When you factor in the passing game, he's got 15 catches in his last two games. Ramondre Stevenson is a must start. How about Damian Harris versus Deion Jackson or Jonathan Taylor? Would you start the starting running back for the Colts over Damian Harris? Yes. Yes. Okay. How about um, uh, Myers or Pittman? I th- you answered that earlier. I'm sorry. You said Myers, right? Myers. Oh, so the, the stat that I had for you before was uh, a receiver has scored at least 12 PPR points against the Colts in seven of eight games. If there's anybody doing that, it's him. Yeah. And that's kind of what he does. So where's my updated Jacoby Myers stat? So now it's 
in eight of his last nine games with Mac Jones, he scored double-digit PPR fantasy points, excluding the Buffalo game last year when Jones threw three passes. And excluding so many opportunities. And excluding the Monday night game against the Bears where Jones barely played. So uh, just play the song already. What's the song? Your drop. Whenever you do this. That's my drop. It's just Nazer stat. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. All right. I'll cue it up for next time. And that's it for this game. We already talked about the wide receivers. You're not starting a tight end, right? No. No. Which DST do you like in this game? Who do you prefer? If Jonathan Taylor is out, the Patriots might be my number one DST. So they're top five. Yeah, the Colts, though, 70% Young roster. quarterback in Foxborough against Belichick? No, thank you. Yeah, that's another factor here. <laughs> that's not, not usually a good thing unless you're like Davis Mills going up against... I think I might have both top Patriots. five. Oh, DSTs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last game is Buffalo and the Jets. I don't really have a stat of the game. I think my stat of the game is more like it's not an impossible matchup for Garrett Wilson. The Bills secondary isn't what it used to be. It's very beat up. I don't, you know, Tredavious White could factor in. But, you know, ordinarily it just you just don't play wide receivers against the Bills, but I'm not sure if that's really the case anymore. So coming off a 100-yard game, probably not going to have Corey Davis this week. How do we feel about Garrett Wilson, guys? If they can't run the ball, I think the formula that we saw last week is probably going to be the same, where you're seeing Zach Wilson throw the ball north of 35 times. And without Corey Davis there, and, and knowing that Garrett Wilson's you know, certainly well ahead in the good graces of this coaching staff by comparison to Elijah Moore, you know, he's probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 8 to 10 targets. And so I think just volume, he'll fall into decent production. Not great production, not must-start production. Worse than what he did last week because the matchup's a lot tougher. But I can see a 5 for 80, 6 for 80 type of game for him. Yeah, I think I think 5 for 80 in that 13-point range. If he scores a touchdown, he's a number two wide receiver. Um, he's a, he's a, probably a touchdown-dependent high-end number three. You'd start Garrett Wilson over MVS? Yes. Yes. Okay, but not over Jacoby Myers. No. Uh, not a, no. Okay. All right, start out. He's Allen. my third favorite receiver in this game. Yeah, we got to talk about Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs is a start. Gabe Davis, five to seven targets in all but one game. You get to seven targets against the Jets. That's usually a good thing. Five to seven, I don't know, but he's better per target than most wide receivers. Anyway, um, are we starting Gabe Davis coming off a disappointing game where he saw a lot of the best cornerback, one of the best cornerbacks in football, Jair Alexander? Starter sit Gabe Davis. He's he is a start pretty much most weeks with the chance of what he can be, unless your receiving core is stacked. In a week where there are six teams on a bye, he is a definite must start. And against this secondary, I think as good as they've played at times, I'm I'm not getting away from Gabe Davis. Much more of a must-start for me in non-PPR every week than he is in full PPR. Um, you just have to accept how low the floor is because of how high the ceiling is. He's we- probably had he's had what one week week winning week, game winning week for fantasy managers. He has two really really good games, and he's got three disasters. Yeah, if, if two you disasters and one bad. If you didn't listen to the Monday Beyond the Box Score episode, I think he saw. Uh, Jair Alexander on about 65% of his routes or something like that. So that that guy's awesome. And I think that had a lot to do with Gabe Davis's quiet game against Green Bay. Two catches for 35 yards on seven targets. But 
Like that wasn't his first game like that this season. It was his third. No, you're right. And if you want to be the Gabe Davis guy, then you say yes, it was his third, but he was hurt earlier in the year. But if you don't want, if you know, that's that's you know. But that's just an Azer stat. Uh, okay, so so Gabe Davis or DJ Moore? DJ. Moore. Gabe Davis or Rondell Moore? Davis, Gabe Davis, just, or again with with Gabe Davis, you just have to know what you're getting. You're, you're gonna you don't know you're what you're getting. Get, <laughs> that you never know what you're getting. <laughs> no, you have to know what you're getting. You're getting a guy that can win you a week or lose you a week. Da- you Gabe Davis is like be. a box of chocolates, Jamie. It is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the best running back in this game is blank. Singletary. Uh, full PPR. I'll go Carter. Okay, I mean, does it bother you, though, that Ty Johnson was, was working on third down? I mean, Carter had seven targets, but Johnson played 13 snaps on third down. Michael Carter played one. Robinson will also play more this week than he did last week. I, I think that's probably true. It's just I'm afraid that Robinson's going to handle the part of the game that's going to be really miserable, which is running into the back of his offensive lineman, getting pushed into the back. We don't want to start a running back in this game if we can avoid no. it. No. I, mean, I don't really want to start point. very many running backs at all this week. <laughs> The um the thing the thing with Singletary is is he having another fourteen for eighty and you know minimal work in the passing game it doesn't score. Right. So what what do they do in Naeem Hines? It's so so interesting what they're gonna what how they're gonna use him this week. And do they potentially use all three guys, which could get really ugly. Like because James Cook has not been doing a lot of stuff wrong. But he doesn't catch the ball. I mean, they obviously don't don't love him in that role. Um Okay. So what happens if this game is, you know, three touchdowns by the fourth quarter? Yeah. Well, and who's- it, it, right. Yeah, that's a great question. It's a great question because Singletary doesn't play in the garbage time. Uh, by the way, Zach Wilson has two games this year where he has thrown more than like 27 passes. And he has scored 20 points in both of them. Uh, at Pittsburgh and against New England, 20.4 and 20.8 points in his only two games with more than 26 passes. But I'm not going to tell again, you, you know, we keep We keep saying this. Like, Conklin will benefit if these guys are out. And Garrett Wilson will get these numbers if this happens. Zach Wilson may fall into a decent production with, you know, a similar type of stat line that he had last week. Not to the same extent, I don't think. I don't think he's going for, uh, you know, 25 fantasy points, 23 fantasy points. But mm-hmm. 18 to 20, I think, is realistic for him. Just threw for 355 yards against the Patriots. It was obviously ugly, an ugly journey. Okay, and then finally, Conklin or Dawson? Or Yeah, Conklin or Dawson Knox? You asked us this earlier, so I'll say Conklin again. Yeah, just keeping you consistent. <laughs> I have such a bad memory. I swear I can't remember things that happened a half hour ago. All right, Conklin. Remember that Matt Milano stat that would probably really help Tyler Conklin? He led the NFL uh, with four end zone targets last week as well, and he caught two touchdowns. And, and he's got some downfield uh, targets as well. The, 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 the thing you can bank on with him, which has been consistent this season, and it's been two different quarterbacks, when they throw, he's heavily involved and he's been productive. Yeah, it's true. Start the Bills DST, and that is it for today's show. Thank uh, you. Just to go, go back to uh, Garrett Wilson. The Bills have allowed at least one receiver to score 14 PPR points or more in three seconds. All right, that's it for the show now. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a recap of a huge upset, the Texans shocking the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFC home games on Friday's show. See you later.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.